Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday morning, October 1st, 2022 episode, The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Um, This is a podcast dedicated to the public reading of the Word of God, along with reading prayers and devotions, and my input um, at times on the goings-on in our world today, um, and in hopes, uh, those those opinions, that input um, will be shaped by a biblical worldview. Therefore, hopefully, um, I will do my best to make sure that my input in those cases is biblical. Um, Our prayers each morning a read from the Valley of Vision, which is a collection of Puritan prayers. Um, our devotional is from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. Um, we, we do the morning devotional each morning. Um, same with the prayers. We do a morning prayer. For most days, we, we, we do a couple of specific prayers than a, than a daily prayer. Usually there's a daily morning and evening prayer, so we do the morning. So um, the evening is out there for you to read. Um, and then our Bible reading is from the Legacy Standard Bible, the LSB. Um, the Legacy Standard Bible is the newest translation. It, it is um, its starting point was, in general, from the New American Standard Bible, the NASB 1995 edition, not the 2020 foot, but the 1995 edition uh, from Lockman Foundation, um, and then the LSB built upon that. Uh, reason we do it in the LSB is because. One that is the newest translation, but most importantly, that is the most texturally accurate to the, the original documents that we do have. So that's why we do it. Um, I've got links to everything I'm going to read in the show notes. I've also got links so you can get hard copies of these things. I would definitely recommend hard copies. Um, I, as I've said before, I do read from the web when I read for you because bigger print, easier to read. Um, and that's not a bad thing to have. It just, who knows whether the internet's going to be up or not. Who knows whether you're going to have access to whatever. So if you got a hard copy, you always have access. And it gives you the ability, though you can do it online as well. Um, that way you'll have the morning and evening prayer for a day. You'll have the morning and evening devotional for Spurgeon's devotional. I would definitely recommend you reading those on your own each day since I won't be reading them with you. Um, but definitely important to have a um, have the hard copies. Um, I do not, and, and full confession, I do not have a hard copy of the Legacy Standard Bible, as I've said many, many times. My wife and I are still trying to figure out which one we want for the house. But, um, needless to say, I do have it actually installed on any number of um, Bible study and sermon preparation apps, and I, I use it very regularly though I typically preach out of the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, the 1995 edition, um, is what I preach out of that. It's what my preacher Bible is, preacher's Bible is, and I do a lot of my study there, but I also use the Legacy Standard to study, um, as well as, honestly, the ESV, the English um, Standard um, 
I think it's English Standard Version. Anyways, the ASV and sometimes the King James. Sometimes looking between them, you can find one where the words speak a little clearer than the words of the translation you usually use. It's saying the same thing. But I'll also let you know, um, this is not live. This is actually pre-recorded. Um, my Saturday morning is going to be so jam-packed with stuff that I'm just not, I, I don't know that I would have the time and I didn't want to turn around and put out the Saturday morning one Saturday night at six o'clock or whatever. So I, I had some time this evening. Um, the grandson has gone home with my son and daughter-in-law. My wife and I have already had dinner. She's actually already gone upstairs to bed. It's after nine o'clock. It's quiet downstairs. Um, I can. It's even cool enough outside because we had some rain, kind of the last bit of the mon of the monsoons because it's supposed to be the end of our monsoon season. So it's nice and cool. So I've got all the windows and stuff open. So I'm recording this Friday night, but you'll be hearing it Saturday morning. I mean, it's a, it should publish. I'm going to set it to publish at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So it'll be a little bit obviously later on Eastern Eastern time, but um, and it's Arizona Mountain Standard, which is always seven hours off of. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, or, you know, so, um, so anyways, that's why I'm pre-recording, because I wanted to make sure that I got this in, um, I'm going to remind you, and we'll also, um, when we pray at the end of this, um, we're going to pray for the folks, um, through Florida, and now into Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, um, as, um, Hurricane Ian, which turned into Tropical Storm Ian, then turned back into Hurricane Ian, and has barreled on back into the east coast uh we definitely want to be praying for those folks um if you've seen any of the video i mean from news and weather channel and whatever any of those you can just see the horrific devastation so let's go ahead we'll get started we're going to start again with our valley of vision prayers uh, our standard practice is that we do resting on god and grace and trials first each morning and then we move on into our dailies. So, resting on God. O oh God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God, omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd, hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. <clears throat> Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling, Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. And now, grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. 
I am sinful, even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast discerned me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil waves, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. And now, I'm going to do the seventh day morning. It's God's it's titled God's Good Pleasure. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the Father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thou providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we die it, deny it, sorry, if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee. The light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it, nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. And now, um, since this is Saturday, well, at least when you'll be hearing it is Saturday, it's the Lord's Day Eve, so we're going to do the Lord's Day Eve prayer. God of the passing hour, another week has gone and I have been preserved in my going out and my coming in. Thine has been the vigilance that has turned threatened evils aside. Thine the supplies that have nourished me. Thine the comforts that have indulged me. Thine the relations and friends that have delighted me. Thine the means of grace which have edified me. Thine the book which amidst all my enjoyments has told me that this is not my rest that in all successes one thing alone is needful, to love my Savior. Nothing can equal the number of thy mercies. 
but my imperfections and sins. These, O God, I will neither conceal nor palliate, but confess with a broken heart. In what condition would secret reviews of my life leave me, were it not for the assurance that with thee there is plenteous redemption, that thou art a forgiving God, that thou mayest be feared. While I hope for pardon through the blood of the cross, I pray to be clothed with humility, to be quickened in thy way, to be more devoted to thee, to keep the end of my life in view, to be cured of the folly of delay and indecision, to know how frail I am, to number my days and apply my heart unto wisdom. Amen. All right. And I'm going to take a sip of coffee. And yeah, I'm actually drinking coffee. Since I only drink decaf, I can actually drink coffee um, in the evening. And sometimes I do that for a treat. Um, And this is actually not the Black Rifle, just decaf. This is uh, um, an actual solar roasted decaf um, that I found at Sprouts. Um, We don't always shop there, but it, it... we found some good stuff there, and I actually found this, and it's actually very, very good. Um, okay, and I'm sorry, I've got to look up the devotional here, um, because usually the way I do it, I, when I'm doing it in the morning, it's easy to find. But I'm going to see if I can get it to go. There we go, October 1 morning. Okay, I'm having to do it in eSword. That's one of the tools I use, is eSword. Totally electronic, totally free. You can give donations if you want to. But it has all kinds of translations. Some free, some you might need to add in. It's got all kinds of uh, um, commentaries and stuff, as well as devotions. And it ha- does have Spurgeon's Morning and Evening in there. Um, though, and so I'm going to use that to read the morning here. So this... Um, excuse me. So the uh, scripture for the October 1 morning... Um, Devotion is um, the song, Song of Songs. Um, some people call it Song of Solomon. I think Song of Songs is a more correct um, title for it. Um, but it's Song of Songs, chapter 7, verse 13. Pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O my beloved. The spouse desires to give to Jesus all that she produces. Our heart has all manner of pleasant fruits, both old and new, and they are laid up for our beloved. At this rich autumnal season of fruit, let us survey our stores. We have new fruits. We desire to feel new life, new joy, new gratitude. We wish to make new resolves and carry them out by new labors. Our heart blossoms with new prayers, and our soul is pledging herself to new efforts. But we have some old fruits too. There is our first love, a choice fruit that, and Jesus delights in it. There is our first faith that simple faith by which, having nothing, we became possessors of all things. There is our joy when first we knew the Lord. Let us revive it. We have our old remembrances of the promises. How faithful has God been. In sickness, how softly did he make our bed. In deep waters, how placidly did he buoy us up. In the flaming furnace, how graciously did he deliver us. Old fruits indeed. We have many of them. For his mercies have been more than the hairs of our head. Old sins we must regret. But then we have had repentances which he has given us, by which we have wept our way to the cross and learned the merit of his blood. We have fruits this morning, both new and old. But here is the point. They are all laid up for Jesus. 
Truly those are the best and most acceptable services in which Jesus is the solitary aim of the soul and his glory. Excuse me. Without any admixture whatever. The end of all our efforts. Let our many fruits be laid up only for our beloved. Let us display them when he is with us and not hold them up before the gaze of men. Jesus, we will, ret- we will turn the key in our garden door and none shall enter to rob thee of one good fruit from the soil which thou hast watered with thy bloody sweat. Our all shall be thine, thine only, O Jesus, our beloved. There we go. That is our October 1st morning. Again, I would encourage you to read the evening. And now we're going to go to our scripture readings. I'm going to take another drink of coffee here. Um, Our readings for today... Are going to be First Kings three. We're going to start the book of Ephesians. It's going to be Ephesians one, um, which is interesting. I've actually preached um, my previous congregation through the book of Ephesians. Um, that was some of my very early preaching, and it took like to the second half before they were even passable sermons. Um, but we'll be again. We'll be doing Ephesians one. So First Kings three, Ephesians one. Ezekiel 34, considering continuing with the prophecy, and then Psalms 80, Psalm 83 and 84. So 1 Kings 3. Then Solomon formed a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her to the city of David until he had completed building his own house and the house of Yahweh and the wall around Jerusalem. The people were, people were still sacrificing on the high places because there was no house built for the name of Yahweh until those days. And Solomon loved Yahweh, walking in the statutes of his father David, except he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered <laughs> Solomon offered 1,000 burnt offerings on that altar. In Gibeon, Yahweh appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Ask what I should give to you. Then Solomon said, You have shown great loving kindness to your slave David my father, according to how he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart towards you. And you have kept for him this great loving kindness, that you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. So now, O Yahweh my God, You have made your slave king in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your slave is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a numerous people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your slave a listening heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this glorious, sorry, people of yours? And it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to listen to justice, behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. Now if you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. 
Then Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem, and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and offered burnt offerings, and made peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were harlots came to the king, and stood before him. And the woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. And I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. And it happened on the third day, after I gave birth, that this woman also gave birth to a child, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, only the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night, because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night, and took my son from beside me, while your maidservant slept, and laid him in her bosom, and laid her dead son in my bosom. When I, when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, behold, he was dead. But when I looked at him carefully in the morning, behold, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No, for the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. But the first woman said, No, for the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, The one says, This is my son who is living, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, for your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. And the king said, Get me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. Then the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was the living one spoke to the king, for she was deeply stirred with compassion over her son, and said, O my lord, give her the living child, and by no means put him to death. But the other one said, He shall be neither mine nor yours, divide him. Then the king said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. Then all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had handed down, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. All right. And Ephesians 1. And again, this is Paul's letter to the Ephesian church. And actually, they think this letter was actually more of a circular letter to everybody around Ephesus as well. But anyways, just a little history lesson there. So Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, by predestining us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he graciously bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our transgressions according to the riches of his grace, which he caused to abound to us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he pur purposed in him, for an administration of the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heaven and things on the earth in him. In him we also have been made an inheritance, having be been having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, to the end that we who first have 
hoped in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance, unto the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the full knowledge of him, so that you, the eyes of your eyes of your heart having been enlightened, will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us, toward us who believe according to the working of the might of his strength which he worked in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. All right, in Ezekiel 34. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, Thus says Lord Yahweh, Woe, shepherds of Israel, who have been shepherding themselves. Should not the shepherds shepherd the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You sacrifice the fat sheep without shepherding the flock. Those who are sickly you have not strengthened, and the diseased you have not healed, and the broken you have not bound up, and the scattered you have not brought back, nor have you searched for the lost, but with strength and with severity you have dominated them. They were scattered for lack of a shepherd, and they became food for every beast of the field, and were scattered. My flock wandered through all the mountains, and on every high hill. My flock was scattered over all the surface of the earth, and there was no one to seek or search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of Yahweh. As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, surely because my flock has become plunder, my flock has even become food for all the beasts of the field, for lack of a shepherd. And my shepherds did not seek for my flock, but rather the shepherds shepherded themselves and did not shepherd my flock. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will seek my flock from their hand. I'm sorry, and I will seek my flock from their hand, and make them cease from shepherding the flock. So the shepherds will not shepherd themselves any more. But I will deliver my flock from their mouth, so that they will not be food for them. For thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I myself will seek my sheep and care for them. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day when he is among his sheep, which are spread out, so I will care for my sheep, and will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will bring them out from the peoples, and gather them from the countries, and bring them to their own land. And I will shepherd them on the mountains of Israel, by the streams and in all the inhabited places of the land. I will shepherd them in a good pasture, and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel." 
There they will lie down on good grazing ground and be shepherded in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will shepherd my flock, and I will make them lie down, declares Lord Yahweh. I will search for the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd them with judgment. As for you, my flock, thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I will judge between one sheep and another, between the rams and the male goats. Is it too slight a thing for you that you should be shepherded in the, in the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pastures, or that you should drink of the clear waters, that you must foul the rest with your feet? As for my flock, they must be shepherded on, shepherded on what you tread down with your feet, and drink what you foul with your feet. Therefore thus says Lord Yahweh to them, Behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and with shoulder, and thrust at all the sickly with your horns, until you have scattered them abroad. Therefore I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plunder, and I will judge between one shepherd and another. Then I will establish over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will shepherd them. He will shepherd them himself, and be their shepherd. And I, Yahweh, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, Yahweh, have spoken. I will cut a covenant of peace with them and cause harmful beasts to cease from the land, so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. They will be showers of blessing. Also the tree of the field will yield its fruit, and the earth will yield its produce, and they will be secure on their land. Then they will know that I am Yahweh, when I have broken the bars of their yoke, and have delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They will no longer be plundered. They will no longer be plundered to the nations, and the beasts of the earth will not devour them, but they will live securely, and no one will make them tremble. I will establish for them a renowned planting place, and they will not again be victims of famine in the land, and they will not bear the dishonor of the nations any more. Then they will know that I, Yahweh their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares Lord Yahweh. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men, and I am your God, declares Lord Yahweh. All right. And Psalm 83. O God, do not remain at rest, do not be silent, and O God, do not be quiet. For behold, your enemies roar, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They make shrewd plans against your peoples, against your people, and conspire together against your treasured ones. They have said, Come and let us wipe them out as a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more. For they have conspired together with one heart, against you they cut a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Jebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, Assyria also has joined with them. They have become the power of the children of Lot. Do to them as to Midian, as to Sisera and Jabin at the river of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who were as dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, and all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us possess for ourselves the pastures of God. 
O oh my God, make them like the whirling dust, like chaff before the wind, like fire that burns the forest, and like a flame that burns up the mountains. So pursue, pursue them with your tempest, and dismay them with your storm. Fill their faces with disgrace, that they may seek your name, O Yahweh. Let them be ashamed and dismayed forever, and let them be humiliated and perish, that they may know that you alone, your name is Yahweh, are the Most High over all the earth. All right. And Psalm 84. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Yahweh of hosts! My soul has longed and even fainted for the courts of Yahweh. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the bird has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she sets her young at your, at your altars, O Yahweh of hosts, my King and my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. How blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The early rain also wraps it up with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Each one of them appears before God in Zion. O Yahweh, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Say, I'm sorry, give ear, O God of Jacob. See our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For better is a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would choose to stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For Yahweh God is a sun and shield. Yahweh gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk blamelessly, O Yahweh of hosts. How blessed is the man who trusts in you. All right. That is our reading for the day. Um, I hope it benefits you. It will benefit you as it does me. Um, again, that's why I'm sharing it. Um, doing, immersing myself in these prayers, the devotion, the Bible reading um, helps, as I've said before, helps put my mind on the spiritual, takes it, takes it away from a focus on the temporal, not, not in an oblivious manner, but keeps me focused on what is most important. And that is salvation. That is my salvation. That is the salvation of those I interact with. That is what's most important. That's why I do this for myself. And that's why I wanted to share this, start sharing this with you each morning. Um, so I would pray um, that it would definitely edify you. It would equip you for the unbeliever. That it would start heading you to a point to bring it truly, to actually break you down. To bring you to a point of conviction and contrition, um, a point of humility where uh, you are ready for the work of the Holy Spirit to work regeneration within your heart. Um, and I would definitely pray for you that you would get to a point that you would hit your knees um, and, and confess the radical depravity that inhabits every fiber of your being as, as it did mine um, and as I still struggle with. But then you would confess it. I mean, I, I I confess sins every day. Um, I don't want to be ugly, but if I didn't confess every sins every day, I, I wouldn't be a Christian. Um, I, I could claim any number of things, but the fact is my behavior would not be Christian. Um, it is Christian to come and confess 
daily because we sin daily. Um, there's, there's, there's not the Christian out, out there, this side of glory, this side of passing and moving on to glory, that does not sin. Now, that's not an excuse, but the fact is we do. Um, but I would pray that you would come to that point and that you would beg God to bring you to a saving faith in Christ. So again, I hope that would ha- that helped you. Um, let's go ahead and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for being able to, being able to spend this time together um, the, this Saturday morning, though I'm recording it Friday night, this Saturday morning. Um, we pray that it would it would edify and equip us as we move out through our day. We would we would pray that we would truly walk as witnesses to Christ, as imitators of God and as imitators of Christ, um, so that we would be the light in this world that we're called to be. Dear Lord, we would also pray for all those um, that have already been impacted um, by Hurricane Ian. I, I would assume it's back to a post-tropical something or other I heard on the news, but it's hammered multiple places. It's hammered Puerto Rico. It's hammered Cuba. Um, it piled into Florida, um, swung back out, and then piled into Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and heading up through. Um, and Lord, there it's left devastation in its wake. Dear Lord, we would pray for all those affected by it. Um, we would pray for their physical safety. We would pray for their well-being. We would pray for peace and comfort for them. But Lord, most of all, we would pray for their salvation. We would pray that you would be glorified in all of this. Um, that that our brothers and sisters in Christ, those that are saved out throughout these areas, um, that, that they would truly exemplify you. That they would truly be beautiful witnesses to the glory of God um, within, this tri- within these trials that they're going to face. And Lord, we would pray that so that those who are not saved throughout this, we would pray that this would take them to a point that they would turn to you, they would hit their knees, and they would beg forgiveness, and they would seek your aid. They would turn to you. Because, dear Lord, their spiritual health is so much more important than their physical health. It's, that's true for all of us. So, Lord, we would pray most of all for the spiritual health of all those affected by this, both both directly affected and then affected by the coverage they're seeing, affected by what they're being exposed to um, on the news and stuff throughout this, that all would see the glory of God and it would bring all to a saving faith in Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. I hope you go and have a wonderful Saturday. I believe we're going to be canning chili and tomatoes. Um, So 25 pounds of tomatoes. It's going to be joyous Um, on top of, I think I have, I've got yard cleanup to do in my backyard, getting weeds and stuff. Now that the rains have stopped trying to strip my yard back down and get all the weeds out of it. Um, But I hope you have a wonderful Saturday, a wonderful weekend. I would definitely encourage you, please get to church Sunday morning. Um, Video church is not, is not it. I I understand if for some reason or other you're, you're physically incapable of attending, but if that's not the case, um, even if you got to drive an hour, hour and a half to get to a solid church, get there. It is critical that you interact and that you spend time with the body of Christ. 
I hope you have a wonderful one. May God bless you. See ya.